Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yep, so, uh, but apparently in Michigan, uh, the tiniest small home in the entire state is up for sale now. So you want to give it a shot? Uh, no. <laughs> Let's just say this definitely is too small for me. <laughs> 98 square feet. That's that's not that's big enough. That's it. That's it. It's one room. It's 98 square feet. And uh, there's no restroom. I think this home is smaller than the studio we're in right it now. It is. <laughs> it absolutely is. And radio studios are not very big in case. No, this know. is a this is a decent sized studio, though. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So uh, there you go. Uh, you can find dozens of listings uh, in Michigan for tiny homes. Of course, it's been a craze that's gotten popular in the last, what, five to ten years, maybe? And I want to be clear. I mean, when I say 98 square feet's not enough for me, I, I uh, am a fan <laughs> of tiny living. I think uh, many of us have way too many things that we don't necessarily need, and we work way too hard yeah. uh, to have all these things that, uh, at the end of the day, aren't really necessary. And it kind of forces you to uh, get rid of some things. If you're gonna do and you this. figure out quickly what's really important. Right. And again, we kind of had that experience when we lived in a semi-tiny living situation when we lived in West Virginia several years ago. But it was more than 98 square feet. Um, but it's fully furnished. <laughs> <laughs> By fully furnished, we mean there is not a whole lot. Um, <laughs> this tidy home, uh, less than 100 square feet living space. It's basically one bedroom, zero bathrooms. Um, it's mobile if you're looking for a plus side there. It comes with a custom steel trailer that it can be hauled out on. Um, and uh, it's le- it's $13,500. All right. Uh, according to the listing um, on the Tiny House Listings website, the home was made from poplar wood with Dutch doors. It has three windows. And it comes fully insulated, wired with interior and exterior lighting and some outlets, hardwood flooring, and a convertible sofa bed. But again, no facilities. Absolutely. Um, It's very cute. And I will say that the Dutch doors are nice because if this was something you had set out, let's say in the back of your, if you had a a lot of land and you wanted it set out for just a a little cozy spot to get away and read or a she shed, a she shed, a he shed, whatever you want to call it. um, This would be fantastic. And you can open up those doors and just kind of let the outside in. And uh, not feel so cooped up, I suppose. I've seen closets bigger than this. Yeah, and looking at the photos, which we have on our website. It's absolutely darling. Yeah, and the idea you're getting to, I could see somebody buying this and not uh, choosing to just live in it. Um, putting it on a property and maybe using it, uh, like you said, for a little getaway on a a large property if you have one. Yeah, um, and... uh, so it's uh, $13,500. That's a fraction of what a regular home price uh, would be, of course. It's still a lot of money for such a small home. But the benefits, uh, it's not for everyone. Uh, so, but the benefits are cost of savings with heating and cooling, um, savings on home maintenance, savings on property taxes, super easy to clean. I imagine <laughs> yeah. you'd be done in a half hour tops <laughs> Yeah, on the messiest of days. <laughs> right. uh, you can travel and not leave your home. And uh, moving is far less stressful. 
uh, very little clutter in your life, and uh, no one's ever going to ask you to host Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little difficult to pull off. It was funny, um, we were talking in the office yesterday um, about how stressful it is to move, and I was telling one of our coworkers, me and you used to save everything. I, I mean, I don't want to go crazy. We weren't hoarders. We were probably because this we're talking uh, in our mid late twenties, right? Uh, when we first got married and everything, but uh, we were both very sentimental people. Um, both had collected things over the years mm-hmm. and held on to way too much stuff. Like we had trouble getting rid of greeting cards somebody would send us right. to congratulate us or wish us a happy anniversary, something to that effect. Yeah. But when we did that uh, small home down in West Virginia. Uh, we figured things out quite quickly. And a couple other moves since then. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had not moved for the first several years we were together. And then we had a lot of moves in a, a three to four year period. And we're like, okay, we need to get rid of some things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, are, And that's what I'm saying. There, You figure out quickly that there are things you just don't uh, really need in your life. And uh, I think we're better for it, to be honest with you. And it works for us. You know, if, if people have room and they want all those things you know we're not saying that what we're doing is what everybody should do but we we found it was better for us to to let some things go and make it easier if we have to move (laughs) absolutely and uh i've even found ways to repurpose nice greeting cards that i like uh so that we can get more than one use out of them you know just some fancy scissors that have little do a special design on them you can make a a little card for a gift absolutely well if you want to see this michigan tiny home for sale we have photos of it and some of the details at 953wbck.com we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with a look at your news and weather oh yeah the one that i have to keep reading over and over in the weather forecast yeah it's creeped back into it a little bit of snow i wonder if that's one of them we we have a list of 10 words uh that any lifelong Michigander needs to know, or even if you're brand new to the Mitten State. Uh, so we're going to go through uh, a few of these right now. Yeah, like the party store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, other people in other states uh, don't exactly know what a party store is. But uh, here in Michigan, a party store is where you go to buy alcohol, lotto tickets, snacks, pop, and more. Yeah, and when we kind of learned that when we moved out of state. We talked about that uh, earlier. Um, they didn't really have party stores in West Virginia. You had to get these types of things at either a regular grocery store, maybe a gas station or something like that. Yeah, uh, pop. Michigan has some great pop companies, including Verner's and Fago. So when you want a drink at a restaurant, make sure you ask for pop and not soda. And I say pop a lot, but I do use the word soda too sometimes. So. I, yeah. I, well, but at the same time, um, I spent some time in the South. I mean, I was born and raised in Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, but I did live in Louisiana and Florida. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe it's called soda, soda pop. Uh, some places just call everything Pepsi or everything's a Coca-Cola. Yeah, I want a Coke, and that just means you want whatever kind of cola they have. Yeah, which kind? Pepsi or (laughs) Coca-Cola. How about pasty? They're yummy. Yes, I love a good pasty. Uh, Some might hear the word and think of something that covers up uh, part of the woman's body. But in Michigan, uh, pasty is a tasty pocket of love that is filled with the most, uh, most of the time with meat, vegetables, and cheese. And it's usually root vegetables. And you don't have to go to the upper peninsula to get a good one there are places all over the state that sell some good quality pasties. this says cheese and i gotta be honest i've never had a pasty mm. with cheese i haven't maybe that's 
I like the traditional ones, though, yeah. so that could be why. Don't have them often, so I, I want to go for Yeah, the, the I'm going to do it. I'm going to do, like, steak or chicken. Geography is uh, the theme for the next one. The thumb. Yeah. I use it all the time. Uh, located on the east side of the Lower Peninsula, it's the area of the state that is called the thumb because it resembles the thumb of a hand. And it's not just uh, Huron County, which is the upper thumb or the tip of the thumb. It includes some of the other surrounding counties in that area as well. That is correct. Uh, how about the term Uper? <laughs> Uper is a native inhabitant of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And Upers would say another word you need to know is troll because that's all of us that live in the uh, lower Peninsula, um, you might think of that as the crazy little toys with the weird hair, but uh, it's also people who are below the bridge. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of the bridge, it's Michigan's longest bridge. It, of course, means the Mackinac Bridge. It connects the Upper and Lower Peninsula. And you got to go on it for the first time in your life last year. Yes, I know. Isn't it crazy? It, it is crazy. You you were close several years back. You took a trip and uh, visited Mackinac Island with some friends, but you guys did yeah. not cross well, the bridge at time. Part of our trip uh, was supposed to be us uh, going to um, the to take the bridge to go up. I, at the last minute, it didn't end up working out. I wasn't feeling well, and there were uh, two vehicles that were driven up. I was one of the drivers, so <laughs> it was a unanimous decision that that was not the day to go over the bridge. So we decided to make it happen last year uh, during a nice trip we had during the summer. How about those Michigan lefts? Yeah. If you go to an intersection at which left turns are prohibited, instead... You have to turn left, continue straight through the intersection, or turn right, and then make a U-turn at a median. It sounds really confusing, and it probably is for people out of state that haven't used these before. It's kind of weird that you have to go past the intersection to get back around and, and go where you want to go, but we do it here. How about Bumpy Cake? Okay. Originally created in the early 1900s by the Sanders Chocolate Company in Detroit, the cake is poured fudge frosting over bumps of vanilla buttercream. Hmm. That's one I'm actually, actually not uh, super familiar with. I am familiar with, however, I have not had one yet. All right, well... Man, we've had a lot of food things come up this morning that we're going to do cheesesteaks. <laughs> <laughs> we got one more. One more. A Coney. And when most people hear that, they think of Coney Island. But to Michiganders, it's uh, the beef frankfurter in a natural casing nestled in a soft steamed bun and topped with an all-meat beanless chili, diced white onions, and yellow mustard. Yeah, some good stuff there for sure. Although, uh, I like the bean... I like the bean chili. I do. I'm with you on that. And uh, forget the diced white onions and the mustard for me as well. I'm okay with that part. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, have a special guest, Ada Leanne, joining us in the studio after the news. But uh, let's take a quick look at the forecast. It's going to be cloudy today with occasional rain showers. Winds from the southwest up to 20 miles per hour and the high in the upper 40s. Tonight, rain mixing with snow. Still a bit windy and a low in the mid-30s. Tonight, uh, snow possible, or Friday, snow early, then a chance for rain showers, a high in the mid-40s. Right now, we have some clouds. It's 44 degrees and feels like 36. But first, Ada Leanne, who's representing Michigan in the American Song Contest TV competition, is joining us to talk about the show and possibly sing one of her songs. Good morning, Ada. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing very well. Uh, we did get to watch the first episode, and there were some some surprises for us. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know Michael Bolton was going to be on it, for one. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people did not know that, and uh, it shocked all of us. So, <laughs> Really? So you didn't know ahead of time there were going to be somewhat established um, singers along with um, lesser-known people in it? 
Well, I mean, they gave us the cast list, so I was aware of uh, that he was going to be on it. But just <laughs> even when the cast list came out, everyone was like, why is Michael Bolton on the show? <laughs> right. And Jewel is representing yes. Alaska. And I'm like... We, Brandon and I were talking after watching it and we we're like, okay, how fair is this of a competition? Mm-hmm. And in some ways, I feel like, uh, I could see how maybe a 16 year old that's lesser known might get more votes than somebody like Michael Bolton, who is well established and everything. But at the same time, um, he is well known as well. How do you feel about that? I feel I was kind of in between on it, just like you guys were. I was kind of like, I'm never going to win if I'm going against people who are obviously so well known already. But they kind of described it to us as once you get into the industry, you're going to be competing with these people constantly anyways. And so they're just trying to make it a level playing field because if I went into the industry, I would still be competing with him. It just wouldn't be a secluded competition. Well, okay. I kind of see that side of it. And so we kind of learned the format of the show too. I, I, you know, there's a lot of these types of shows that have been on over the years and there's various ways they do the voting, the participants and everything. And it looks like uh, what they're doing is featuring a group um, each week. So there was like 10 or 11 of them on Monday night uh, from, and again, there's representatives from each state along with the uh, territories in Washington, D.C. So I think it's a total of 56, if I remember yep. off the top of my head. And so they did 11, uh, seemingly in kind of a random order uh, mm-hmm. for, I think, Minnesota and Indiana. Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, boy, what a wide variety of music, too. Yeah. Did, no, I am assuming that you watched the episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. What did you What did you think of some of the artists uh, in the first episode? You know, I the first band that went on Yam House, I actually listened to them before oh. I even found out I was competing with them. They're like one of my favorite bands. And so it was tough for me when I saw the cast list. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's no way I'm competing against them. Because, you know, I, I, I idolize these people. Yeah. And so it's like crazy that I'm now competing with them. Um, I thought everyone did really great in their own way. And like, I'm just trying not to be biased with like what my personal music taste is. But I think everyone did a great job. Yeah, it was a little bit of everything. There it was. was some hip hop. There was uh, pop. K-pop. K-pop yeah. was even in there. Yeah, she was. She was really good too. She was too. very good. Uh, and then uh, there was a gentleman that had like a kind of a rap country vibe going on too. Oh, I loved it. The Wyoming guy. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember his name right I now. I can't but... either. But yeah, he had a very good style, a very entertaining show, and mm-hmm. it's kind of fun seeing Kelly Clarkson, Snoop Dogg kind of paired together. I don't think they've ever worked <laughs> together like it, that. It was an interesting duo for yeah. sure, but I actually really like it. So. Yeah. And um, the one thing, too, that I really enjoy as a part of this is before the performers do their song, they have a a little bio that plays Mm -hmm. for a couple of minutes that's pre-recorded where they show different scenes uh, from around the state that they're from. And they talk a little bit about maybe some unique things that people might might not know about those states. I don't want to spoil anything, um, (laughs) but is there anything with yours um, that you can talk about or that you want to talk about? Um, so they came a couple months ago to film for my home follow, which okay. is like uh, they came here and uh, we actually filmed at a bakery down by my house. Oh, okay. Um, so it was super cute, super cozy. Um, and then we did some filming downtown and we did some at the beach by my house. Um, I don't want to give too much away <laughs> of what exactly we filmed, but I will I will have a good home follow. Awesome. I, <laughs> well, I can't wait to see that. Do you have any idea when you'll be on? I do. I can't release the date, okay. but it's sometime in April. Okay. okay. 
And uh, so the show kicked off on Monday night. Uh, it airs on is it, it was NBC? NBC, mm-hmm. and uh, it's two hours long. At least the first set of episodes are, and uh, it'll be on again Monday. And uh, they'll have more groups, and then so you'll be on an upcoming episode when when it's Michigan's turn, along with the, the other ones that night. Yep. And so then uh, it's it looked like a judge picked one winner. And then there's a, the other two, because three will advance from each group, right? So there will be four in total that advance from each group. Um, there's one person that will go through automatically after the show, and that's just decided by the jury, oh, which is like a group of celebrities and musicians from each state who come together and decide that. And then three others will advance through 50% population vote and 50% jury vote. Right, yeah, they made it clear. Like, they're thinking, well, God, California and New York, they're going to get way more votes. But they said it's going to be an even playing field given that the different states have different populations. Yeah. And uh, I believe that there's two ways to vote. You can go on TikTok and vote, or you can go on to NBC's website uh, for the show's page and vote, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So you can vote through NBC's app or website, and then you can also vote on TikTok, like you said. Yeah. We're talking with Ada Leanne. She is uh, from Battle Creek and is representing the entire state of Michigan on the American Song Contest, a new show on NBC. Do you want to do a song? I can do a song. All right. I am so excited about this. This is the first time Lacey and I have had anybody perform in studio for us since we've been hosting the show together. So. Yeah, I will say uh, Jake Kershaw did perform one time, but that was, was before you yeah, were here. Yeah. So <laughs> this will be uh, the first time we've had a musical guest perform where it's the uh, my husband and myself, the host of the show, uh, on. And so we're very excited. What song is this? So this is called When I Go to Get Coffee. I actually played it at my home follow. So it might be in my B-roll on the show. Awesome. We'll see. Go for it. Spends all our nights on the town I couldn't drive so you got me around And I miss the sound of your voice on a Friday night Looking back at old Polaroids cuts me like a knife and the music's loud when I go to get coffee And I hate that you're probably with somebody Hate the crowds and I hate big parties Cause they remind me of the places you'd take me Why you always gotta be so close even though you're gone Baby, you're driving me crazy Music's loud when I go to get coffee I know you're with somebody, you're probably with somebody And you're really taking up my time Every second you're on my mind Cause I miss the sound of your voice on a Friday night I'm sick of telling everyone that I'm alright Cause music's loud when I go to get coffee And I hate that you're probably with somebody 
hate the crowds and I hate big parties Cause they remind me of the places you'd take me Why you always gotta be so close even though you're gone Babe, you're driving me crazy Music's loud when I go to get coffee I know you're with somebody, probably with somebody Talk about her in every song you write And does she take you out on every Friday night? Does she fill a void that I just couldn't find? Cause music's loud when I go to coffee And I hate that you're probably with somebody I hate the crowds and I hate big parties Do you take her where you used to take me? Why you always gotta be so close even though you're gone? Baby, you're driving me crazy Music's loud when I go to get coffee I know you're with somebody, probably with somebody Probably with somebody mm-hmm. All right, you <laughs> just heard Ada Leanne. Uh, singing quite wonderfully. What was the name of the song again? Uh, it's called When I Go to Get Coffee. That was absolutely beautiful. And she's representing the entire state of Michigan on a new reality song competition called the American Song Contest. And it's on NBC's 8 o'clock Monday night. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to talk with Ada a little bit more. And uh, we are joined by Ada Leanne, who uh, just performed a song a few minutes ago. Wonderful job. That was Thank you. That was fantastic. And uh, she is from Battle Creek. She is representing Michigan on American Song Contest, a new show on NBC. And uh, you also celebrated a birthday this I week. I did <laughs> on Tuesday. All right. And so you're only 17 years old. And, and not to go back to having to compete against some of these established artists again, because I, I do believe this is going to be a level playing field. Mm-hmm. I, I see the advantages um, both ways in the situation. Yeah. Um, but 17 year old, you're, you're competing against uh, people that are grandparents even. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little overwhelming, but. So what have the last few months been like preparing for this? I'm sure trying to balance uh, this with school has been challenging. Or What are some of the things you've done to maybe work around that or uh, anything else maybe that's been challenging with this? So I think time management has been a big thing for me. Um, I, I do struggle with that a little bit, but I'm learning to get a little better at it as I have to get better at it, <laughs> um, if that makes any sense. Um, so balancing school has been a little bit difficult just because I'll miss a lot of school to do interviews or... Oh, stuff sorry. Like uh, no, I love doing it. I'm okay with missing school for this. Are you kidding? Um, but yeah, it's been a lot, but I'm working through it. My teachers have been really forgiving, so um, that's been awesome. Well, we hear that you're also, uh, despite missing school as often as you need to for this, you're quite, uh, you do well in school. You have I good do. grades. I do. I don't mean to toot my own horn. <laughs> 
That's well, uh, you toot your horn all you want. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I imagine a lot of practice goes into playing and writing and singing. Um, but on top of that, you're on top of your schoolwork too, and I think that's uh, something worth celebrating. Thank you. <laughs> and so we've looked behind. Now let's look ahead. You're going to have uh, a lot of travel coming up um for your yes. appearance and again we can't say specifically what date it is so we're, we're not going to put you in an uncomfortable <laughs> spot but what are some of the things coming up in the next few weeks as you uh, get ready to be on the american song contest so a lot of prepping is going into this not just even like vocally or performance wise obviously there's already been a lot of prep to even get to this point but uh, i'm prepping a lot uh, i've been you know, going to the Tanner a lot because <laughs> going to L.A. after being in Michigan is uh, all winter. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We turned very pasty. <laughs> yeah. During the winter. So I don't want to show up and be mistaken as Casper. So, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so that's been going on. Um, I leave uh, a, like a week before my date goes on. Um, and then throughout that week, there's going to be rehearsals and wardrobe fittings. Mm. And there, the amount of clothes we've had to buy for this show is insane need an extra closet <laughs> oh yeah no literally it's like a interview outfits and you gotta uh, take all that with you too yeah so you're gonna have a, a lot of add-on luggage uh, on the airplane on the jet <laughs> oh probably i mean and also this weekend i'm actually going to nashville to film the music video for the song that's going to be on the show wow so i'm really excited i've never done like a very professional music video before and this is like top notch wow so. That's exciting stuff for sure. We're very excited for you. you. (laughs) What would you say has been um, maybe the biggest challenge um, through all of this? The biggest challenge would probably just be coming into myself and like recognizing my worth, I guess. If that makes sense, it can be really easy to get insecure and intimidated in these types of conversations competitions um especially with the people that i'm going against obviously um and also being the youngest on the show has been really intimidating but um just to take a step back and kind of realize that i was chosen for this for a reason and to more look at it from an honored standpoint than a feeling small standpoint um for me has been like a really huge eye-opener and I think that's a, a very mature way to kind of look at that as well. Um, I would say you're going into this with a, a level head as far as I can tell. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are really excited and uh, we're going to continue to watch the show, um, especially the one that you're going to be on whenever that happens. <laughs> and uh, for everyone that, that wants to know, American Song Contest, it premiered this past Monday. You can probably go back and find that episode, uh, depending on what, what you've got set up with your television. Uh, it'll be on again this Monday and air Monday nights. It, it features Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson hosting the show. And of course, representatives from every state and territory in Washington, D.C. And uh, this is Ada Leanne, who's representing Michigan. She's from Battle Creek. And just want you to know, you're welcome to come back anytime. Anytime. Keep yeah. us posted. <laughs> Send um, us a message. We'll make it happen. Absolutely. Thank All you right. so much for joining us. Thank you. You know, there's lots of stories about uh, El Capone in this neck of the woods. Yeah, we had one what just a week or two ago about this, the boat he had, the the party boat up yes. north somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> it sunk uh, at some point, uh, but uh, apparently also had a hangout over in Albion. Yeah, uh, in our neck of the woods, of course, uh, he needed to get away from the Chicago area sometimes or maybe just wanted to come up to Michigan to have some well, fun. Well, sometimes probably trying to not be found by police. <laughs> yeah, uh, to hide out. Um, but yeah, uh, 
he of course was the popular mobster and again we talked about the party boat in uh where was it again it was charlevoix and uh, that's a fun story um you can also find that on our website but we're going to talk about the one in albion yeah, that's right. Uh, one of the most notorious mobster groups in Detroit in early 20th century was the Purple Gang. Uh, they moved to Albion in the 1930s and opened up a junkyard. Uh, it was Riverside Iron and Metal Company as a front for their criminal enterprise. And of course, keep in mind, this was long before I-94 existed, so it wasn't just a quick trip over from Chicago no. along I-94. If it did exist, they may not have taken that route anyway. Nope. Uh, <laughs> mobsters definitely made intentional stops there to conduct their business. Yep. Many of the meetings would be in discreet public places. For example, if you don't know or didn't know that the Purple Gang or Al Capone, uh, they could be sitting on the balcony of the Bomb Theater having a meeting while you're watching a play in the apartment house attached to the streetcar tavern where you go to get a drink or even in the next room at the Parker Inn, which you stopped at for the night, you wouldn't even know it. Yep, Albion was flooded with mobster activity, and it was happening right under everybody's noses. And it makes sense that they would go to a smaller town, too, yeah. instead of maybe you, Battle Creek. You know, in Battle Creek, you know, in the 1930s, uh, there was a lot happening, for sure. Absolutely, but a place like Albion and some of the other smaller communities, it would be easy for somebody um, that is well-known and notorious as Al Capone to just kind of blend in. Yep, so a couple of fun stories we've had in the last couple of weeks looking at Michigan history involving Al Capone. If you want to read about this one related to Albion, it's available on our website, 953wbck.com. And there's some other links uh, to some of the other ones we've talked about, like the party boat and, uh, and more. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with a look at your weather. Well, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> so if you haven't heard, ladies, you better hold on to your boyfriends and your husbands because there's a new knockout that you're going to have to be worried about. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're talking about the newest deputy for the Branch County Sheriff's Office. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Branch County Sheriff's Office uh, recently swore in their department's newest deputy and that is special canine deputy, Nix. Oh, a pure okay. A pure uh, bred bloodhound. I was thinking it was like some supermodel or something. <laughs> no, uh, bloodhounds, of course, they're large scent hounds, originally bred for hunting large game and tracking people uh, as far back as the Middle Ages. And the breed is celebrated for its ability to identify and track human scents for long and sometimes even treacherous distances. Yep, this breed's sensibility is so honed in that combined with their tracking instinct, they have been known to locate a human subject days after initially going missing. Oh, wow. And so uh, it should be no surprise, law enforcement agencies uh, continue to use bloodhounds for all sorts of things, escaped prisoners, uh, missing people, and even lost pets. You know, I've even heard a story about uh, a canine officer here in Michigan uh, finding a lost wedding ring on a beach. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I want to say that happened in the last uh, 12 months or so, maybe last summer. I do seem to remember that story. Um, there was one, there was a episode of Unsolved Mysteries to several, I mean, obviously that show's pretty old. And there was a dog that could smell cancer. Went, yeah, a dog yeah, smells cancer. They're still training uh, dogs to do that kind of stuff. Uh, they also, dogs are sensitive. They can uh, sense when people who are diabetic sometimes, uh, their blood sugar is getting low and can kind of alert them and get their attention so that it can be taken care of before anything bad happens. Well, and even the service dogs that yes. help people who are blind or uh, have other limitations. And so they're out in public and they, 
are so focused on what their job is better than a lot of people are. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Many of these dogs really do enjoy their work. Uh, K-9 Nix has already proven herself on the job. According to the Branch County Sheriff's Office, Deputy Nix successfully tracked her first missing person at just 10 months old. And wow. that happened in April of 2021. That's absolutely awesome. Uh, Nix took her certification test in April of last year. So just about a year ago, that was in Kentucky. Uh, with the Kentucky Scent Tracking Air Rescue, also known as K-Star. And Nix passed that test. And so she's going to be working as a special deputy on search and rescue calls alongside her sister, Canine Xenia. I hope I'm saying that right. Xenia, the warrior princess. Nix and Xenia. And uh, again, this is with the Branch County Sheriff's Office. Now, you put this one together with some information that you had gathered. You've got... A good photo of this good dog. It's a very good girl. <laughs> she deserves all the treats. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I love doing stories like this. Yeah. Uh, obviously, when you work in news, uh, there's a lot of things that aren't very fun or very nice. No. Uh, and it's nice when you get an opportunity to uh, do something like this. So like I said, ladies, watch your boyfriends, <laughs> watch your husbands, because uh, K-9 Nicks is after them. Yeah, easy to fall in love with. And if you want to see photos of... Deputy Nix uh, getting officially sworn in on the job. It's really cute because they have a picture of the sheriff, or it might be a deputy. I'm not no, sure. No, it's the sheriff. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, he he has his his hand up, and uh, uh, there's a lady helping uh, put Nix uh, have his paw up to officially be sworn in. It's adorable, and it it's is. definitely worth stopping by to see. You definitely need a smile on your Friday Eve. Yeah, check that out at 953wbck.com and keep scrolling past because there's a just fun photo gallery of dogs on kayaks. Yeah, who doesn't need that in their life? <laughs> and they all look so happy. I know. What's not to be happy? I'd be smiling if I was out on a kayak on a beautiful, wonderful day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with a look at your weather. 95.3 WBCK. Uh, So we did get a message. Remember the 10 words that uh, every Michigander should know? Yeah. Uh, So one of our friends uh, used the 95.3 WBCK app chat feature to send us a message right here in the studio. And I was chatting with Andy um, and we talked about uh, apple knockers. Apparently that is also a nickname that uh, youpers have for us trolls. Apple knockers. And uh, I was asking a little bit about it. Um, and it's because of our apple orchards, of okay. course. Okay. It, it does, it has like an insult sound to it. Well, of course. They also call us trolls. Why you, wouldn't it? You apple knocker. <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like one you could accidentally say something a lot worse if you didn't say it right. I don't know. Hmm. Something, maybe. Something strange about it. Uh, anyway, so I saw something really interesting earlier this week. Uh, this was in Colorado. Uh, it was a news article that I came across and it was about a school that is, uh, planning to end having valedictorian awards at the high schools or, or having one altogether. Is the, everybody just going to be the valedictorian now? <laughs> yeah, every one of them gives a speech and the ceremony lasts for 12 hours. Well, now. you know, <laughs> I, I do joke about, uh, you know, being the valedictorian is kind of overrated. Obviously, if you've worked hard for that and you have uh, the grades and the scores to prove all that, you deserve that acknowledgement. But at the same time, I've heard all kinds of uh, stories, people's life stories over the years where... Um, maybe the person that uh, was most accomplished in life, uh, when you go back to that reunion, may have been the bottom of the class. 
Right. Uh, a lot of things change. You know, I was I was always kind of in the middle of the pack with my grades. Mm-hmm. Not too great, not too bad. I mean, I was never, I, I had a few years where I was straight A, but I would not say I was anywhere near being a valedictorian. <laughs> and, and I know I could have done better. Um, I just wasn't engaged enough. I wasn't completely disengaged. So really, you let yourself down. It, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> now, I certainly know that there's no way I would have been a straight A 4.0 type but i probably could have done better i I know i could have done i I say the same about myself i definitely could have done better uh but uh, at the same time yeah life is hard you know you do your best at times and when you know better you do better right uh this is called the cherry creek school district and again it's in colorado the change would take place with the class of 2026 so What's the reason for making the change? Well, most of it is simply that the faculty at the school district believe the tradition is no longer appropriate for their students. Hmm. Uh, there's a quote here that uh, in a letter that was sent to parents from this school district that says the practice of class rank and valedictorian status are outdated and inconsistent with what we know and believe of our students. We believe all students can learn at high levels and learning is not a competition. Wow, well, that's a lot to take in. Um, I could definitely see why maybe they would think that way. And then I can also kind of see where a lot of people would be perhaps upset by this as well. It is. And it, again, the key word there seems to be competition. It sounds like they but feel Don't like- we all compete like in life in general, though? I it, mean, we compete for jobs. We compete for different sports teams, even when we're in school for different positions. I would say competitiveness is something- that I'd, I'd say it's the American way. It lives in everybody <laughs> in some form. But it seems like this school feels like if there's a, quote, winner- at school, which would be the valedictorian. I don't know if I've ever looked at it that way. And that's the thing. And that was the first thing I thought, too. I went back in my mind to when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And I never had a passing thought about whether or not we should have a valedictorian or not. And I especially never looked at it like, well, since I'm not going to be. And again, we're talking about one person among some schools, hundreds that's kind of the person that uh, you kind of represent to speak for you at the end of the year. Like, I feel like they have, they've earned the right to give that speech. I don't know. I'm not saying that I'm completely 100% opposed to doing away with the, the tradition. Um, but at the same time, I don't necessarily see a fantastic argument for getting rid of it. Absolutely. And so what, if anything, would replace it? Uh, the school district in Colorado says instead of having the highest ranking senior deliver the typical farewell address... At a graduation ceremony, they would acknowledge academic achievements through various other ways, including an honor roll, GPA honor cards at graduation, and department and school-specific award ceremonies. Very interesting. It is. Hmm. And so um, I wrote an article about this. You can read about it at 953wbck.com. And it's kind of like what you and I have been touching on here. I was never a valedictorian type. Lacey, you weren't either. No, no, absolutely (laughs) not. Mostly average. But I never was felt like or made to think that I was competing when it came to my education and grades. I never thought of it competitive, not actively anyway. I mean, maybe sometimes passively or if we were doing a project in class where we were 
work, you know. I've got this competitive thing I've had my entire life, and it's like um, I want to do well, but I want everybody to do well at the same time, just as long as I'm doing well too. But it, I don't begrudge anybody their success by any means. And and I'll go back to okay, how does this translate to your experience at work and the rest of your yeah. life? Yeah, I mean, you're going to be competing for jobs and, and at those jobs and sales sometimes. There's opportunities for bonuses sometimes mm-hmm. if you do well, or just yeah. promotions. And raises. So we're going to get rid of that too? Right. It just, it's. (laughs) I mean, we're talking about kids versus adults, but we're talking about kids that are literally at the threshold of becoming adults and going to have to deal with all this stuff in the real world. And I'm all for protecting our children. But at the same time, if you're hiding the reality of how life works from them and the things that they're going to be facing out in the real world, are we doing them any favors? Right. It kind of, this kind of feels like it's in the area of everyone gets a trophy or in this case, no one. No one gets, gets a trophy. A trophy. We're and, all losers here. And yeah, and I've, you know, that's one thing that I just, I don't think has been good. Now, yeah, if we're talking about second grade uh, field day, and yeah, like, everybody okay, should get a, a ribbon at least right. for participating. At, yeah. At the younger ages of things, and especially if it's not something vital, you know, okay, I can handle the, okay, give everybody a ribbon, give everyone a trophy or something. But there's a certain point where we have to recognize that things aren't fair no in life and that's a that's to me one of the most important things you can learn you still get upset about how unfair life is sometimes <laughs> I and the do. sooner kids uh, maybe get an understanding of that that they're going to be dealing with that in their life as an adult it might be for the better right. um there's going to be people that have different opinions than you that have different beliefs and uh there there are going to be things that you see in life that you do not enjoy and so, here as well um and you've got to have a way to cope with those things and if we're overprotecting our kids um, to a certain extent, uh, there are things that kids should be protected from, um, but there are children becoming adults that need to be aware of how the world works. And to tie this all up, I never once in my life have heard anybody complain about the valedictorian process on any form, any level, any age. So. Unless they just missed it by that well, much. maybe, yeah. Your weather today, cloudy with occasional rain showers, winds from the southwest up to 20 miles per hour. We're going to have a high in the upper 40s tonight. Rain mixing with snow, a low in the mid-30s. On Friday, snow possibly early, then a chance for rain showers and a high in the mid-40s. Right now, we have some clouds. It's 43 degrees, and it feels like 35. And it is Friday Eve. Tomorrow will be actual Friday, and we will look forward to talking to all of you then. Have a great day. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.